Expansion Pack Podcast. This is not a normal episode. Instead, this is a bonus episode. You know, as you guys uh, know, Goop's usually here. But Goop is not here today because the topic that we are going to be talking about, um, I'm very passionate about. My buddy over here is very passionate about. And uh, we decided to kind of take it a little bit outside of what we normally do. So we can still give you guys a little bit of bonus content and still get this off of our chest. So, uh, it's your boy May 25th in the goddamn building. And uh, <laughs> this is my other guy. I don't even know if I'm pointing at the right direction. Other, but other this, is my, <laughs> <laughs> this is my other guy, black guy. Tell these people what the hell the business is. What's going yeah, on, people? Man. And today, today, we are talking about I wish we had drum rolls. <laughs> we, could, we could make drum rolls, bro. Yeah, yeah, let, let, let's get that in there somehow. Put some drum rolls in there. But no, nah, on, on a serious note, we are here to talk about the looter shooter dilemma. That's what I like to call it. The dilemma. I feel like there is a problem. Something is stirring, a mess. I don't like it, Denzel. I don't like it. What, what, what are we doing here? I, I just. All right. Let me get a, the, 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 the viewers a little bit of backstory, right, on why we are here, why we felt this episode was necessary. Mm-hmm. Let's look at a little bit of the history in the last couple of years of some of these games. Because I guess the main question that we want to ask throughout this this episode, this bonus episode, is um, why do these games have such a hard time? Like, some of them get to a good place eventually, but from what it looks like the common denominator is, is out the gate when they release the game to the general public, even after alpha and beta testing and all this stuff. Issues. issues. Something happens. Like, I don't issues. understand, bro. Like, it's, it's weird. And, and it's getting to the point now where you just kind of have to ask a question, like, is it, the, is it the developers? Is it money? Is it, like, what is it? So, you know, talk about Anthem. L. Big L. L. Yeah. <laughs> talk about Godfall, which just recently came out on PS5. Exclusive title. Looks pretty. It's nice and shiny. L. L. Uh, <laughs> L. I say it like how you guys say it. Uh, Division at launch. I would say uh, both of them at launch. I don't. At I don't launch, know. yeah, big L. Don't don't understand what happened. Uh, Division two, I will say, is doing a lot better now. But, I mean, this is like two years after the fact, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Destiny at launch. Still sometimes now. Yeah, L. L. <laughs> L. Gotta, gotta, gotta be real with it. Yeah, big L. You know, um, Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk. <laughs> now, and, and Cyberpunk isn't necessarily a looter shooter. The reason why I thought it should be included within this discussion is because, A, it is a game as a service model in a sense with the whole. Well, uh, I don't think of. we're there yet, though. I don't think we're yeah, there with the service it, model yet. Yeah, so. I think it's coming eventually. 
And I think it's something that uh, definitely has to be included when they do the whole multiplayer thing or whatever. But Yeah, I think Cyberpunk's issues may seem to be different than the issues that we might cover with looter shooters right. as a whole. But, yeah, so, I mean, I, I personally don't think Cyberpunk was an L, but, you know, industry-wise, in yeah, 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 it was considered a bit of an L. So, yeah, give it that. Yeah, I, I really just threw it in there just because, I mean, there is a random role web element to the game that I think we haven't even scratched the surface on yet because they haven't really given us a true reason to, like, grind out hardcore roles on weapons. But it is in the game, though, so, like, I felt like I had to kind of still be mentioned in a sense. Mm. Um, let's talk about Bethesda. What's going on? Like, so again, some of these aren't looter shooters, but I mean, we're still talking about again, just games coming out at at the jump with just bad, just just just, just bad everything. And Fallout seventy six, I think, was them trying to make an online connected game for the first time. And I, I it's not a looter shooter, but it kind of is a looter shooter. I, I don't know. I think they I would, wanted it to yeah, kind I would, of. I would lean that more towards looter shooter, especially yeah. compared to like Cyberpunk. That. Yeah, I would say 76 leans into the, the looter shooter category. Really, when you talk about the fact that it's an RPG, you know, like you said, you, you loot for gear, guns, so on and so forth, you level up. I would I would put 76 more in the category of looter shooter. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm comfortable with that. Yeah, especially with the idea that, like, you have to, I guess, think that they wanted people to participate in their PvP. Shit didn't go nowhere, but I mean, they, they definitely, I, you know, it had to be the idea at yeah. hand. Um, so, you know, those are a lot of examples. I'm going to ask you first, man, what do you think the, uh, the overall issue is? Because there's something. It's got to be something. I really don't know what the issue is, because <laughs> put, a, put it like this. It doesn't seem like in every scenario it's a one-size-fits-all issue, right? right. Um, Anthem, <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's, there's a lot of different places we could go with Anthem, but <laughs> Anthem in particular, it seemed like it wasn't, it wasn't fully baked. It seems like they didn't give it enough time to, to do all the things that um, – to flush out every angle that they wanted to flush out. I don't know if the QA was um, – or their testing was as deep as I think they should have made it. Like, I think yeah. I had a lot of fun with that game, but once you hit a certain point, it was like, what the fuck? There's, like, nothing to do. <laughs> On top of that, there was just a, a shit ton of bugs. That, like, you know, some loot wasn't dropping in the scenario. Like, their loot loot drop and the, the rate of RNG and all that stuff, like, it was just way off from where you would expect a traditional <clears throat> looter shooter to be. And they, it was pretty much a constant tuning. They were dialing things up, dialing things down, making a lot of different changes. So starting with Anthem, it's like, all right, that clearly just needed a little bit more time to bake. Godfall, from what I've seen, I, I haven't had a chance to play it myself since I don't have a PlayStation 5. But from what I'm seeing, it just, I don't know, doesn't seem to be catching people's attention at, that much. To be fair, though, that could be because there really aren't that many PS5s out there. That that game could be a victim True. of exclusivity, and yeah, I think when you're making an IP like that, that's relatively new. Like I don't think we have too many, like like we mentioned on the podcast before, we don't have too many melee-focused VR right. or looter shooter type of games. So, you know, for all we know, that one just might need 
it, it clearly didn't land, right? Like we're not hearing much yeah. about it. But um, yeah, it might just need a bigger audience. So maybe whenever that gets released on other co- consoles, maybe we'll see something change there. Um, the division, the division one had a litany of issues at launch. Uh, in a very similar way to Anthem, I feel like it just didn't it didn't have enough time to bake. Division two, I feel like out of all these games, to me is an is an outlier because the issues that they had were out the gate, maybe lasted in my opinion, like a month or so, and then they kind of corrected the bugs, and they just continued to push out good content, you know, ever since. And uh, to this to this day, I believe, like, I think they're the, they have the community that seems to be the most um, happy <laughs> with them. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I think, I think it's, t- it's tough to, to appease a community, you know, of, of gamers, like, literally any community that you look at, whether it's uh, 2K, whether it's Call of Duty, uh, I, I guess the only one I can think of where I don't hear a lot of complaints from that community is maybe like Rocket League. But you know, almost yeah. <laughs> almost every game and every genre, I feel like you know, especially games as a service, there's a very vocal minority of people who are like generally pretty upset. And you know, I think I think out of all these games, the one that's had the largest community. And, you know, it's obviously the game that we play the most is Destiny, right? Like, I think a lot of the complaints that you hear from that community, I think that's not just a a vocal minority. I think that's just, like, a general, like, everybody's very dissatisfied with some of the progress that we've seen from that game. I think, you know, and again, this is really why we're doing this episode, right? Like, we love this genre of games, uh, and it feels like there's so much potential, specifically when we think about Destiny and, you know, all the things that we see in that game. We've been playing it for, you know, I, what what is it? Eight years from the original. Yeah, going now. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, so there's so much potential with that game. It is impressive. Um, there's so much potential, and it's it's kind of like frustrating to not see it fully being realized. So, yeah, I I ultimately don't know what the the core issue is. I just feel like every single one of these games has a different issue. The new ones in particular just don't seem like they've gotten enough time to bake. Um, and then after that, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's like it's it's weird to me because it's like all right, the genre that's literally called looter shooter, and bugs and all that stuff kind of like tie into a good amount of it, yes. But like, I don't know, especially when we're talking about Anthem and even Destiny or and even maybe a Diablo, because I know Diablo, they they got their boat right too. After a mm-hmm. while, they they fixed their loot problem for sure. But e- even then, it's like I don't I don't get how the games come out with that looter shooter mentality. We made at our studio. A looter shooter, looter shooter, <laughs> and and you have issues with with the loot drops in your video game. So like I can forgive, um, you know, bad servers sometimes. I can forgive, um, bugs here and there. Hell, there's some bugs that are in the Bethesda games that like even though they're bugs, they're like they're funny sometimes. Yeah. So sometimes I can appreciate the bugs, you know, but they're like charming in a way. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I, I don't understand how you come out with a game that you know that your, your whole game loop is based around the loot drops and you, you fail at that. Like I, I, I don't like to me, if I'm making a game with that genre, I feel like that's the way I would put most of my attention first before anything else is the loot. Because, like, that's the carrot, right? That's what makes people keep playing the game. And, again, even with Anthem, Anthem came out with, what, 
I want to say maybe eight different weapons, and they all had different uh, what legendary versions to them. Mm-hmm. But most of them didn't even have much of a difference, even in terms of, like the geometry of the weapons. You know, like a lot of them looked the same. Um, a lot of them felt the same when you shot them. Uh, and then on top of it, like I remember playing with you a lot of times, you couldn't get a legendary to drop for like your life, bro. Drop weights were terrible, man. You know, like so what is this? <laughs> So frustrating, and I, you know, I I get RNG, and I understand that, <clears throat> you know, it it's not going to be one to one where every single time you play this mission, like you're supposed to get a drop. I remember there were moments where I was we were playing the same mission like ten times in a row, and you'd be getting like crazy shit to drop, and I couldn't get anything, <laughs> and vice versa. Like I I don't know the yeah it it just yeah. didn't it didn't feel good. It didn't scale the same way. It would in like uh you know even the destiny or you know eventually when we were playing uh division two like the drop rates just felt different with with that game I don't know. yeah uh, I, I I don't I just I don't I don't get that and then at the same sense like another common denominator that I always kind of like look at is that I the whole vanity things that you see in most games. It's actually, it's in every game nowadays. I don't know a lot of games that don't come out with a vanity aspect. Mm-hmm. But there is a lot of TLC put into that aspect of every single video game. And you get it. You want people to spend money. I get that. But it's just, it comes off so... Like, it feels bad when you're going out and you're investing a lot of hours into a game to get nothing. But then you can go up to the store and everything in the store is shiny and brand new and pretty and and has all these little gimmicky things attached to them and all this stuff to make your guy look cool. But, like, you can go bust your ass for days and days and days in an activity, maybe get one drop of what you were looking for, and it still might, like, be half off in terms of the stat rolls or whatever that you need. Like, I, I, there's, a, there's, there's something there. Like, do you think it's a money thing for some folks? Do you think it's a a manpower thing for some folks. Like, I, I can't really figure what that is. It, I'll say this. To, so to your point about <clears throat> when you go into the store and you're trying to get cosmetic items or whatever, you know, we'll take Eververse as an example in Destiny 2. Eververse, every week, they got new shit, like you said. Every week, no matter what happens, every week they got something new. And... <clears throat> you look at it and it's like, okay, so that means they must have like a separate team dedicated yeah. to Eververse shit. Is there a chance that you could just wean some of those guys off and, and try to help with the lack of content on the, the, the core game side? You know, I, I don't, I don't want to say that... I try to assume positive intent, right? Like, I don't want to sit there and say that, yeah, they're never going to mess with the Eververse team because all they care about is money and it. As long as the money's coming in, they're going to be stagnant. I don't necessarily feel that way. I think, you know, these developers, they, you know, get to the bathroom, you know, get up in the morning, go to the bathroom, do all the same things that I do. Like, they're no different than than you and I is basically what I'm getting at, right? I don't think that their their mindset is, oh, well, how am I going to make all this money for the company? Like, I think that they do really want to, uh, you know, make the best possible game that they can make. So... Yeah, I, I, tr- with that being said, I don't really know what it is, right? I, I don't know if it's a matter of, you know, they don't know how to appease fans the proper way. Like, again, we look at Destiny. 
um, last la- right at the end of year three, was it right? Are we in year four now with Destiny? Yeah, year four. Okay, so uh, at the end of year three, one of the final seasons, we got um, or was it the final season? Either way, overall, we got Umbral Ingrams, right? Mm-hmm. A way for people to in- essentially get the loot that they specifically wanted, right? You know that if you right. get an Umbral, you put it into um, the uh, recaster, and you can turn that Umbral Ingram into a specific Ingram to get a very specific set of loot, right? That was an idea that it went over really well with a lot of people. Um, you know, we look at Menagerie, the idea that people could basically farm a very specific weapon, farm the, the, the stats on it and all that stuff, went over really well. People loved the idea of being able to control exactly what loot they wanted to farm, right? Um, this season comes around, like, they took away, the, took away Menagerie, took away Umbrals. It's like, all right, those are two things that people really, really love the idea of. And you didn't, you didn't really replace it with anything on the same level, in, yeah. I, I mean, uh, in my opinion, at least. Um, yeah, I can't really think of anything in particular that you can farm the same way you can farm, like, Umbrals and, and Menagerie. Um, like I know the lost sectors are cool and, you know, you can farm for exotics in there. That's, that's, that's pretty specific, I would say, but I don't think there's anything in adjacent to what the Umbral Ingrams did. I mean, unless I'm just not Mm. thinking about it right now. So it's just like, why? Um, No, right? Yeah. I think the only thing that's similar is the Wrathborn hunting, because you can kind of target farm that particular, like six weapons per Mm. crow. Mm. But even yeah. with that, it's not as... It, it's kind of like how Menagerie was, but, like, not as good. Because, like, I guess you get the same reward structure, but then, like, then the Menagerie content was really engaging and fun to do right. to get the reward. Right, right, Whereas right, right. that Wrathborn shit ain't him. Like, yeah, the Wrathborn thing is bored. Yeah. And honestly, that's that's honestly why it didn't even come to my head, because you're right. It, it is structured right. in a similar way, but it's kind of boring. Like, I don't I don't particularly love going into it. And it's... It seemed it feels like it take it took a lot more work than Menagerie takes to you know okay I'm gonna I'm gonna farm for this particular hand cannon or this particular gauntlet that that its main stat role is mobility and yada 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 I I believe you can do certain things like that with this new Wrathborn hunt but I don't know it just doesn't it doesn't feel the same as Menagerie yeah. like I said it's definitely not as fun to do I mean I guess the 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 hunts are pretty easy in and out like. You know, I take my lost lament in, into those things, and I'm, I'm in and out pretty quickly. But I don't care about the loot I'm getting out of it, right? right like I, right. the the last few times that I did it, I did it just to satisfy the weekly challenge, and that was pretty much it. And that's not really how you want players engaging with your content, right? Like you want them to, you know, want to dive into the activity because they feel like it's a good activity. And I personally don't feel like the hunts are good. So, yeah, I, it's it's weird decision making. On, on Bungie's part, because why take out Menagerie? Why take... I mean, I, they, they've explained why they may have taken out Menagerie, and I guess it does make sense in um, in the lore of the world, but, you know, if you're going to take out Menagerie, like, find some thing better or, or something adjacent, you know? Um, and then the Umbrals thing. I mean, I know Umbrals are coming back, but why did you get rid of them in the first place? It almost seems like you brought them back really just because the community was clamoring for something similar again. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think um, 
Oh, that's interesting, too, because I think the reason why they're bringing back the Umbros is strictly due to the fact that now they're kind of looking back and saying, we probably sunset way too many weapons at the same time altogether. And I think somebody had mentioned it on YouTube. I can't remember who they are. But basically they said, if you're going to give us sunsetting, like the RNG is just a little too too rough. Like I, he brought up a whole bunch of examples of weapons that he had grinded for. And I think I had told you about the ones from the Retold City. The Retold City, the Dreaming City, mm-hmm. but the Retold Tail Shotgun yeah. that I was after for like a year, bro, and they took that shit away from me just to give it back. It's that type of stuff that like just kind of doesn't. doesn't feel I don't right. know, man. It just it just doesn't go over well, man. It just doesn't go over. And I'm trying to think. I try to think if it was money. I don't think it's the money thing, because I mean, a studio like you know Bungie, they're independent now, but I I still can't think it's a money thing with them. But even if say it is. So what was Anthem's excuse if it's a money thing? You know, I don't... Like, Anthem had EA behind them. I, mm-hmm. I, I can't really say it's that. Anthem... So I, I think Anthem just boiled down to poor leadership. I really yeah. do. Because yeah. you can't tell me, like... A, uh, imagine if... I don't know. Imagine if Naughty Dog was making Anthem, right? And mm-hmm. the, 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 the heads at Naughty Dog saw Anthem in the state it was in. They'd be like, you're not putting that shit out. Like, ain't no way you're putting that shit out, right? And yeah. I, I, I would assume that they would be on top of it, you know, at a consistent enough level that it would never have gotten to that point. So, yeah, I think it just boils down to poor leadership. Yeah, man. I mean, I don't know. I, I guess we could stay on this particular part of the argument for for a minute. But like, I guess the next question after this part that we just were on is. And I, I cannot wait to hear what your answer is for this, bro. Cannot wait to hear. Why do you think, I guess, with this well-documented list of game studios that have kind of fucked up their rollout when it comes to these styles of games, right? Like, why do you think none of them seem to kind of be learning from each other's fuck-ups? Like, why do you think that so many of these things come out and it's another situation where, like, oh, we're back in the same boat again, Oh, we're back in that same boat again. Oh, you ain't got enough loot in your game. You don't have enough loot in your looter shooter again. Like, what is the? What, what do you think the reason is for that? I actually is there dis- a disconnect. I, I, there, there is a bit of a disconnect, but I, I actually disagree with you though. I do think that companies are learning from each other. I think, and you know, we talked about it earlier. I think the division is is probably one of the best examples of a newer looter shooter like dropping. I don't think that the issues that they had at launch, I mean, I, I could be forgetting, but I'm pretty confident the issues that they had were just bug-related. Um, and at some level, it that's kind of the norm when you're dropping a brand new game that's going to have millions upon millions of players getting infused into that world, right? Your servers are going to crash. Like Those types of issues will exist because I think that was really the, the main issues that... Um, massive and ubisoft were having with the division two i don't feel like they ever had any issues with their loot to me i don't feel like their rng was an issue at all um i felt like i was getting i was getting showered with loot you know like i i I felt pretty comfortable with how i was able to organize through all of it um yeah inventory management is always kind of a, a tricky thing but like i i remember having to do inventory management relatively early on which meant that there was no shortage of loot for us um so yeah, I mean, I I I I definitely disagree with the idea that nobody's learning from each other's fuck ups, right? I I think that the division is learning um, as to why 
Anthem and Destiny and so on and so forth aren't learning. I, I'm not entirely sure on that front. I mean, I guess all of these games try to do something different enough that I think their issues end up falling from a different place because when you look at Destiny, right, I think compared to all the games that we've discussed so far, Destiny has to worry a lot more about balancing than any other game because their multiplayer is much, much, much more prominent than any of these other games. Anthem had no PvP. Um, the Division's PvP, it's not really, yeah. you know, it's not really their bread and, and butter. It. Right, yeah. it's, it's not really their bread and butter at all. Um, you know, and on top of that, the Division is a bit more military-focused. You can... Like, you don't have to get as inventive about the guns that are in the division, right? They're real guns. You, you're literally just taking the real guns that already exist in the world, and you yeah. are throwing them into a looter shooter. So it's easier to, to deal with that type of stuff, whereas Destiny, you know, it's a completely fantasy world made up. You have uh, powers and abilities to worry about in addition to different guns and armor. So I think all these games try to tackle a different issue or um, come come to the looter shooter space in a different way and that i mean that's kind of one of the best things about the genre is that it is so diverse right now um i i think it's hard for them for some of those companies to learn from each other because they're all tackling a very different issue hmm. that's a good point that's a good point i never really even kind of like looked at it that way um i again i guess i gotta i kind of go back to what i was saying before a little bit with the whole it's it's just weird to me that none of them kind of like look at it like it's a looter shooter, so we should make sure our loot is properly distributed and whatnot first. Mm. Um, I, I don't know, man. I, I think there is a disconnect, but I think sometimes with certain studios, it's like bigger than others. Because there's certain ones, like so, for example, like how can I put this? Like with Bungie and the cheating issue. Like, people have been complaining about this for, like, two, two and a half years, three years now. Way before Trials came back, Trials just put more of a microscope on it because mm -hmm. it's a big PvP mode or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, on, on PC, the cheating thing has been ridiculous for a while. And now they kind of seem like they're taking certain steps to kind of fix certain things. But it almost makes you feel like, you know, are, again, are you guys really listening to certain things that we're kind of complaining about with your game? Or do you... All right. Another way I can put this. Destiny in particular, when I talk about learning from your fuck-ups, Destiny 2 literally could look at Destiny 1 and how Destiny 1 did certain things and literally just take from the game and put it back in Destiny 2 because it worked in the first game. Yet, they don't. It's, it's it's like it's weird. I don't I don't get that. So what's so an like, example of that? So um, the vendors, right, and D one. Mm -hmm. You used to be able to get an Ingram or whatever out in the wild when you're doing your thing. Come back and then you go up to the vendor and then you used to be able to decipher whether or not it was a weapon or an armor piece that you got from the vendor. Mm. Not no, just just turning in tokens. Like right now, if I go to the Crucible vendor and I turn in tokens, I'm going to get mostly the Crucible armor pieces to drop. Mm -hmm. They're all going to be low stat rolls. They're all going to get sharded. There is literally no benefit to that besides me getting my legendary shards up and my um, my weapon parts. Whereas in the other one, if I was, say, trying to get my light level up, but I was like, damn, I'm short on my boots. That's the one I need to get. Now, granted, I can't walk up to the vendor and say, let me get a pair of boots, right. but I at least could say, bro, can I get an armor piece? to maybe drop so I can kind of curve my 
RNG a little bit, and it makes me feel like my time investment is a little bit more there. Because mm. I played, I earned something, and then I was able to do something that benefited me. It wasn't I played, you gave me a bunch of bullshit, and then I don't do anything with it besides break it down to other currency that really gets me nothing else in the game unless I have a whole lot of it. It's just, it's like, stuff like that I don't get. You had it right the first time. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. It's weird, man. It's it's weird. I, I don't get it. <clears throat> don't get it. I do feel like, uh, I do feel like there is a lot of backtracking on some of the things that Destiny's done so far. I think Bungie is actually looking to go back. I mean, I don't, I don't know about this particular scenario that you mentioned. Obviously, they haven't discussed it yet. But it does right. feel like they are flirting with the idea of going back to what the original Destiny was. Um, you know, even to the point about um, how you manage subclasses and whatnot, seems like that's something that they're exploring. So I wouldn't be surprised if they were looking at Destiny 1. Because, I mean, we know... So put it to you like this, right? <clears throat> so we know that... Bungie never really wanted to make a Destiny 2, right? They wanted Destiny to be the thing, and, you know, they, would, yeah. they could continue to iterate on it and add stories and so on and so forth. So, so, you know, being with Activision, Activision, it seems like, may have had it in their contract or, or at some level encouraged them to make a second game. I think right. if they were still with Activision, we easily would have had a Destiny 3. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I mean... To be honest, I, I think it may have benefited Bungie to actually make a Destiny 3 because they would they wouldn't be going through some of this hardship that they're going through now in the player's eyes, in the community's eyes, because you mm. could have just made a clean break. You wouldn't have even had to deal with sunsetting. You could have just said, all right, this is a new game. Like, we don't have to worry about these types of things. And from here on out, this will be the, the Destiny game. You know, there's a lot of conversation around that. And, That's a good uh, point. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. I still think some people would have been upset if you did that, but... You know, I think that they're trying to do the best with what they've had and where the situation that they put themselves in. I, I really do think Bungie's still trying to dig themselves out from some of the issues that they had with Activision and some of the things that they really had no choice but to put into the game. Um, I don't know how much of a hand Activision had in their game design, too. So, you know, I don't, I don't think Activision had anything to do with what you're mentioning with vendors and coins and that type of stuff. But it does feel like they are trying to set the stage for something more. It's just unfortunate for them that they're getting hammered so hard because some of the decisions do seem a bit questionable right now. Um, you know, for, exa for example, stasis and, and so on and so forth. Like pe people are really, you know, harping on them about stasis. And I think there's an argument to be made that stasis seems to be setting the stage for more. So even though stasis feels OP right now, I think maybe down the road we'll get more abilities that are that balance things out a bit differently. But you know, we'll see how that goes. Um, another thing you mentioned was about the cheating or the anti-cheat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I actually feel like, hmm, how do I put this? I, I feel like that's another one of those things that they're actually trying to set the stage for. Um, so yeah, basically I feel like as far as what you mentioned about the uh, cheating, I, I feel like they're setting the stage to get that corrected because I think they understand that you can't possibly try to go cross-play. Um, have crossplay with all the cheating that's going on. Um, I, didn't, I don't know if you had actually heard about this, but they're teaming up with Riot Games to uh, mm -hmm. basically sue cheaters, and you know, it seems like they may be teaming up with them to put some systems in place um, around anti, basically cheating overall. Uh, I know Riot has a pretty good system in place called Vanguard that does help protect, you know, uh, cheating. It's, it seems like it's a little less rampant in games like Valorant. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I don't play that game as much, so I can't speak to it in the same way. But I do have faith in, in Bungie that they are trying to put something in place because, you know, like I said, you can't, you cannot try to put together console gamers and PC gamers and have the cheating that's going on and expect that to be an okay experience. I, I feel like you're going to get a lot of backlash there. Um, so I mean, shit, Warzone does it. But Warzone cheating is not uh, nearly as bad as what we're hearing from Destiny with trials and all that um, stuff. I don't know, man. Some people, depending on who you're talking to, it sounds like it's pretty bad. I, I wouldn't know because I don't play on PC like that. But I know sometimes, we, I think most times, the, uh, the cross-play is turned on. Like, There's people on YouTube... They stream and they literally won't play a game of Warzone unless their crossplay is turned off. So like it'll take them 15 minutes to get a whole lobby full because it's only console players. Mm-hmm. But they sit there every time and go through that, so that way they don't deal with no bullshit. And I'm like, wow, that is insane. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I feel like I play a decent amount of Warzone, especially lately, and I don't think I've ever seen a scenario where I could say it's cheating. In the in the same way that I've been hearing about Destiny, right? Like I, right, I, I've yeah. heard stories about people in trials just floating in the air, yeah, basically yeah. out of the map and just like aim like auto shooting people. So I mean, I don't know. I it's, it does it, and all kind yeah, of shit. Yeah, yeah it's wild. I don't hear anything to that effect. So I, you know, I, I don't know, but I know that that particular scenario I just outlined with Destiny Two that can't happen. That can, just can't happen when you start bringing Xbox and PlayStation players and that can't happen. That that's not a good look. So, I have faith that they're working on it. Um, I, it, I mean, it, even while it was happening, it didn't really seem like while they weren't saying much. And I think that's the problem. That's the area of opportunity for them is to maybe discuss a little bit more and maybe give some insight as to what you're trying to do. But I have faith that they're they are trying to work that out. So, yeah. I hear that. I definitely hear that. Um. I guess my next question to you would be with some of this stuff is, like, where do you want to see some of this stuff improve, or how do you think they can improve with some of it? Like, I know you just touched on a little bit with just at least, like, communication in general, but um, what do you think some of the things that they can do to kind of, like, make sure that when they release these games, at the very least, is maybe you got to do a patch or two, because I think every game kind of has to usually do a patch or two after release, but... Mm -hmm. To, to mitigate some of the, the sameness that we keep seeing. Because I guess one, I'm a little worried for Outriders, bruh. I'm, <laughs> I'm a little worried. Um, it's the next looter shooter that's on the table for for us because I don't think there's any other big ones coming out anytime soon after that. So either. And, and I mean, it's Square Enix, so I'm expecting a beautiful, cool-looking game that hopefully hits, but, like, I don't know, fam. Like, I don't know how to expect it out of the gate, you know? I, I just, shit. Even Square Enix had some issues with their online service game when they had the Final Fantasy online. Mm-hmm. They legit had to blow up their, their little uh, universe and kind of start from scratch. And now the game is doing very well. But, like, come on. You, you set up a whole place, and you literally in the game have, like, an, an event to kind of blow everything up just so you can start from a clean slate. Mm-hmm. That's crazy, bro. That means your game... It was not yeah. working at first, yeah. you know, like, like yeah. what? Yes, I mean, speaking of Square, <clears throat> they um, they're publishing the Avengers game, right? That's another looter shooter that really does not get talked about at all. Yeah, bro. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it's obviously not a shooter, but you know, you get you get the idea. It's it's still a, a there's there's a lot of loot that you can grind for. It's it's actually set up 
very similarly to Destiny. Um, and you would think that the Avengers would just kind of sell itself, but yeah, it's, it's didn't really, it doesn't really feel like it's going anywhere. Um, mm. I don't know what what they've got to do to 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 get those games improved. I, I think it's tough. I mean, a to your point, uh, you know, based based on what you had mentioned um, as well, is like communication needs to be better. They need to have a better communi- line of communication with their community when they do things or when they plan on doing certain things. You know, just be straight up with people and say, hey, this isn't something that we have, we're equipped to tackle right now. We're looking at it. You know, we'll come back to it down the road. Whatever. That's fine. But it needs to be addressed when people, you know, when people tell you that there's a, an issue, you have to go through and address it. I think um, the state of state of play or state of the game that uh, Massive does uh, with, the def- mm-hmm. with the Division 2, I think they have like a weekly stream where they talk about certain things. I feel like they do a relatively good job of keeping the community, you know, um, engage and, and they ans- they tend to answer questions like live on the air sometimes too. Yeah. Wow. Which is great. I you know yeah. and we know that Bungie has the their you know this week at Bungie where they do address certain issues, but it's a little bit more tailored. Um, yeah. yeah. You know so they can avoid certain questions and you know I I still give them credit because I feel like they are still more transparent than certain other companies like you know like Anthem I guess is one of them that we can point to. <sighs> Um, I think one thing, aside from just communication, that would probably help them out big time is just being more aggressive about their beta testing periods, right? Mm. Like, I feel like every one of these games as a service games should have a, open, a, a relatively lengthy open beta. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Um, you, you can do almost anything up until level 20 or whatever it is, and then you cap everyone at 20. And maybe in some scenarios, you let people carry over their progress. So that way, when they jump into the game, they're ready to go. Uh, I, I feel like they need to be super, super aggressive about the testing. Because anytime you create a game, let's say you, you only have, I don't know, 10,000 people testing the game when you have a closed beta or an open, even if it is an open beta, and you only have a very select amount of people that are playing it. And you don't really incentivize people to, to play the beta outside of, oh, just come try our game. The, the the smaller sample size that you have, you're not nearly ready for day one when people are hyped for it and they want to play it, and then yeah. you let the servers go live, and now it's millions upon millions of people hitting those servers, and then bang, crashes. Like you need you need to actually test the load correctly, and the only way to do that is to try to get as close to real world examples as you can. I feel like every one of these companies doing a, a games as a service game should have um, open betas. Uh, and you know, like I said, the the incentive for players to play is that their progress will carry over. I think that would be big. Um, another thing I think that would probably help some of these games too. And obviously, not every game can swing this, but I think the free to play model would help some of these games as well. Because mm-hmm. if it's free to play, anybody can sit there and try it out. They don't really feel like they have any risk in getting the game. Um, so, you know, you're you're mitigating the, the chances of people really getting mad and trying to get refunds and so on and so forth. So game's free to play. Anybody can try it. You kind of launch it as a beta, right? I mean, this is kind of something that Fortnite did. <coughs> Fortnite, when they launched their Battle Royale, it was in beta for like a year and some change. Yeah. Uh, so you give yourself some time to really, you know, hone the game and craft it into what you want it to be. Um, I, I think I think Fortnite is kind of a 
it's a good example, but also a weird example because I think Epic was <laughs> they were really figuring out what that game was turning into in real time. And I give them all the credit in the world because they really crafted it to be, you know, one of the biggest games on the planet. Um, but when they first made the BR, they had no idea and they, they had no intention for it to get to the point where now we have like Travis Scott, you know, doing concerts yeah. in the game and all that other stuff. Like that wasn't that wasn't their original intention. But they were nimble enough to be able to put it out as what it was and then continue to hone it and craft it as they saw the players playing the game. Um, So, I mean, I don't know, maybe, maybe some more of these games as a service companies could do well to, to do that, to basically release the game as it is, you know, let people understand that it's a beta and then try to tailor the experience around what they saw people doing. Like, okay, you want to make a looter shooter, you notice that when you're playing, a lot of people like to do this. So now you just lean heavily into that. Like there's enough data and analytics and whatnot that you can help to craft a better experience just based off of what people are doing in your game. Mm. So I don't know. That's something I'd like to see. Uh, no, I feel that. I definitely agree with like pretty much everything you just said. I definitely think those would definitely improve the genre as a whole. Um, for me, I think personally, how do I put this? These, these games, especially lately, there's not enough white unicorns in these games. Uh, so when I say that, people, I say what to me a white unicorn is something that is very rare, something you cannot just wake up every day and run into, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like. Even games like Skyrim did this very well back in the day, even though it was a different kind of game. It's not a games-as-a-service model or anything like that. But there was always something in these kind of games where, like, you can kind of, like, go after some kind of carrot dangling in front of you. And so when you had a looter shooter, especially, again, a looter shooter, there needs to be weapons or things in these games that kind of, like, not everybody can get. You know, like, not the whole player base is good enough. Sorry to say it like that, but they're not going to all be good enough to go get it, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's got to be a thing in there that makes me feel like I can min-max and feel like I'm doing it for a reason, right? So it should be, for me, any of these looter shooters, Destiny, Outriders, um, even an Anthem or whatever, it should be a situation where I get on my, my console, hop in the party chat with the fellas, and I say, yo, hey, yo, I got my assault rifle up three extra points last night. I'm finally ready to jump in this dungeon. I think we can go smack home up. What are we doing? And then I go in there and we see if we can get it done. Probably don't get smacked again, but then at least you go, okay. You build okay, it for something. Yeah. Okay. Right. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And if you can beat this thing eventually, bruh, you might get some shit that like only maybe 10% of players have. Mm-hmm. So then now you got a little trophy and something that hopefully is viable in other game modes. And even in Destiny, Destiny in year two, when they finally brought back the random roles, for the PvP playlist specifically, and this is an issue I think they have that they really got to, like, look at, mm-hmm. they, Destiny has two sandboxes in, in a looter shooter. They have the PvE crowd and the PvP crowd. And then it's like, we kind of intermingle between the two. Yeah, We don't have an issue doing both. But there, there is a lot of people who will only do PvE, and there's a lot of people who will only play PvP. Yep. So it's like you could give the people who are running in PvE something to chase, and there's a couple different things, but then the main stuff you kind of want to go chase is all in the raids. 
But then, oh, you guys made that hard to kind of do because now you got to find six people to kind of get in there and do it with. And if you don't have six people, up oh, your shit out of luck. You're never going to get a chance at these great weapons. Up, <laughs> oh, you finally got six people when, uh, you know, two months from now is the next expansion and those weapons in the raid are going to be sunset now. Up, oh, well, you're shit out of luck. Yeah, like, that is terrible. trash. That's terrible. That is, that, that is not good. But then for the PvP community, they used to have, um, if you were able to get to, I think, a certain rank in the let in the competitive playlist, you could unlock the Luna's Howl, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then if you were able to get to the legend ranking and, and max your shit all the way out with whatever you were doing with the Luna's Howl, you could get your hands on a not forgotten. And there was only like maybe a handful of really, really nice ass players out here running around Crucible with not forgotten. And when they killed your ass with that shit, you knew it because this shit was mad strong. But then you looked at it and you said, Well damn, I can't even get mad at this guy for having this OPS weapon. Because I know that dude grinded his ass off to get it. Yep. You, you know, like, that is the, that gives me the idea now where it goes, damn, he got this hella strong-ass weapon. I could either, A, lay down and keep letting him smack me with this shit, or B, shit, I might go try and get that shit too. And then you keep playing the game. Yep. It's an organic gameplay loop where, like, you want to come back into the game. Not this bullshit of, oh, shit. Oh, shit, man. They got me in the game again. And uh, uh, what I got to do to get this new gun? What? 30, 30 Crucible? Oh, shit. All right. Yeah. What? I got to go do 20 Gambit games? Oh, shit. All right, man. I got to go get 20 precision kills of, of, of a Fallen on whatever planet? All right, man. Like, dude... <laughs> yeah. You know, like yeah. the I, carrots aren't there, bro. Yep. I want the I want the experience where okay, yeah, you gotta go beat this badass boss or be the best, the absolute best in Crucible, reach a certain rank. Yeah, I, I want that. That's that's better to me. And you know, it's I feel like they did have that with the the outbreak perfected mission. Um mm. I felt like okay, like that was a very hard thing to do. And you know that if yeah. you went through and did the Outbreak Perfection mission and you got the Catalyst, like, all right, that dude went in there and he, he obviously, like, worked his ass off to go get that. Right, the yeah. problem is I didn't think the Outbreak Perfected was powerful enough from a PvP standpoint mm. to really warrant that type of response, right? Like, I, I actually really love that gun, the Outbreak Perfected, but it's not, like, it's not a gun that you're taking into Crucible and you're like, all right, yeah, this is it, like. This is the gun. Yeah. You know, like, I think, I, what, I got the Vigilant Swing off a of whim. Like, it, it was just a random <laughs> drop somewhere. And that's yeah, my that's yeah. my PvP main. Like, that gun slaps in PvP. And, like, you know, it really shouldn't be that way. Yeah, yeah, uh, I Yeah, it, sh- I it should be reversed, right? Like, I should be able to jump into um, Crucible with the Outbreak Perfected, and that should be the gun that I'm smacking people with. And they're like, oh, my God, he's got that? Damn, like, that mission was hard. Like, we spent mm-hmm. we spent like a whole day on that mission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still didn't get the damn gun, people. I never got it because my ass can't jump. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but, yeah, man, I, I know exactly what you mean, bro. Like, yeah, the carrot was there, and I mean, and maybe it's debatable that after you would have got the catalyst for the weapon, maybe it would have made you feel a little different in PvP. But overall, I still get what you're saying, though. Like, yeah, it just kind of. The time investment and the sweat and tears and the mm-hmm. constant restarting of the mission and blah, blah, blah. It felt like that more with Whisper when they did that. Mm. Whisper had a day in the sun. 
Like that's that gun for a while was the PVE DPS option for bosses. No questions asked. If you didn't have Whisper, I remember some of these LFGs wouldn't even get you on the fire team. So you ain't got Whisper? Nah, nah, fam. You gotta no, nah, no. <laughs> We're not doing this. But but where's the crucible version of that, right? Like it's like That's what I mean, yeah. 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 They don't have it anymore. They did. And like crucible players were rightfully so pissed off because you know the new kiosk in the game now where you can go buy weapons you weren't able to earn before mm-hmm. so granted they're all sunset now and they're never going to be able to be used in the new power levels but there's guys out there that like again they busted their ass to get this weapon and now a guy like me who never is ever going to get my hands on that forgotten can easily walk up to a vendor and put some uh some mats in it and get the same gun that you just worked your ass off for mm. so it, it, it like it diminishes your time investment heavily. All the blood, sweat, and tears that that guy put in to get the gun, your boy chilling, and I got the same thing. <laughs> yeah, it, it, that's that's not cool, man. Regard sunsetting or not, not cool, man. You shouldn't do it that way. And uh, yeah, I, I need more reasons to kind of go after stuff. Make me want to keep coming back. Like make me, uh, man. Like give me something. They kind of started to do that a little bit with the Lost Sectors. I think you had touched on that, too, mm-hmm. with them attaching the new exotics to it. So now it's like, damn, I didn't even like doing Lost Sectors to begin with. But now I have to go in there and I have to go grind them in order to get these these weapons and these armor pieces. But, yeah, man, I remember D1. You could look on D1 YouTube right now, bro. The Galahorn, the legendary weapon. There are montage after montage after montage of people losing their shit getting the galley for the first time in D1. Because <laughs> it was such a rare drop and it was so powerful. Yeah. You got that weapon, you didn't really have to worry about shit else. That shit was OP. <laughs> and, bro, I remember, I think I had told you about this. This one video I watched, dude stopped being friend with his boy because he got it at the end of the strike and he didn't. Bruh. <laughs> But that's how real it was because, yo, you got that gun and it felt good. Time investment, little carrots here and there, a lot of white unicorns. You know, something for people to say, man, I don't know, one day I'm going to get that shit. One day, one day. You got to keep that in front of folks. And right now, with Destiny in particular, it's not that. They give you a a half-eaten carrot (laughs) and then take it away from you and then, like, they're going to, like, tape a piece of construction paper to the end of the half-eaten carrot in orange, and then make it seem like it's a full carrot, but it ain't. And then put that same carrot back in front of you and be like, "Hey, yo, come chase this again." Oh, God. That's what they're doing right now. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't it, man. It ain't it. That is not it. Hopefully they change, man. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully we get we get back to to that stuff. I mean, a lot of people look back on Destiny 1 fondly, you know, based off of some of the things that you mentioned. And um I think if you can kind of fuse the best of both worlds, you know, best of the things that we have from 2 and the best of the things we have from 1 and really just kind of create an experience. I mean, we we definitely have a long way to go, right? Like Bungie's clearly in it for the long haul. We've got at least another what is it? Another 2-3 years planned out, right? Uh about two and a half now cuz well, about two, three, yeah, you're right, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, we're currently in it for the long haul. You know, I, I think even though Bungie seems to have another game that they, they've they got up their sleeve, um, it seems like, you know, 
at least from what they've said recently, they feel like the best days of the game are still ahead of it. So, yeah, yeah, this is true. Um, all right, so moving on a little bit in our discussion, Zach, guys, I wanted to ask you, be be honest, bro, be honest. Are we as players spoiled, or do we expect too much from some of these devs sometimes, or are we entitled when we say we demand these different features or we want different things in a game? Like, when do you think we cross the line sometimes from just being critics of the game because we're always going to be critical of the the stuff we buy mm-hmm. and then sometimes cross it over into just being just delusional 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 <laughs> <laughs> and, and what we can you know expect to get back from some of these like games i think that's a tough one i mean i do think that you know some of the community does feel very entitled uh you know they feel like oh well, i spent my $60 on this game or my 200 hours in this game, yada, 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 I should be able to tell developer A, B, C, D, like whatever it is that I want. <clears throat> and I, I guess I can understand that to an extent. I feel like every player has the right to voice their opinion, right? Everyone has the right to voice their opinion, period. Um, and I think that at some level, Bungie would, you know, Bungie and, and Massive and um, Bioware and all these companies... I think they would all agree with that, right? They want to hear feedback, right? They, these community ma- they have community managers for a reason. These, you know, in the case of um, Bungie, they have multiple community managers. These people want to hear, you know, your ideas for the game, and they want to go through and relay that information to the development team. Um, this this is more of a conversation of gaming as a whole, and less about looter shooters, I would say. But you know, a, an example that that I have. Um, definitely not really in in the realm of what we're talking about here, but I'm a big Madden player, love playing Madden. Um, Madden, they, they have a game mode called, uh, ultimate team. Basically you buy the, you can buy packs and you get cards, which the cards are essentially players. Um, you know, you can, you can use those cards or players to play online, uh, build up your team, so on and so forth. So, but EA gets a ton of flack. (laughs) <laughs> around Madden because you know people feel like they're not releasing uh, a, a player in their t- on their team or they're not releasing a certain um, amount of like a particular position and so on and so forth or you know that sometimes just the, the way that they handle certain promotions aren't really great so you know the community is very vocal about it every single day or every weekday I should say um, on Twitch. Uh, there's a community manager, shout him out, his name's Agent K. Uh, he, he's, he's up on twi- uh, Twitch, you know, rainy day, sunny day, no matter what's going on, EA could be having a massive outage. Like, that dude is on <clears throat> Twitch, like, talking to the people, trying to tell them what's mm. going on. Like, the dude, and he, you could tell he's really passionate about it too, right? And he's always getting, like, shit flung at him 24-7. Oh, like, there's tons of memes, like, of him and another another guy um, that, that's always like, oh, like, here's our shit now. Like, you know, basically, they're always just dunking on this guy for no real reason because all, he's, <laughs> all he is is essentially just a face, you know, to, for yeah. free aid, you know. So one day it got to the point where um, – he, there was some, I don't remember exactly what the issue was, but there was some pretty bad promotion. 
EA went about handling it a pretty poor way. Um, and I feel like the, there wasn't enough, my opinion, there wasn't enough content around a particular um, promotion that, that they were trying to put out. Clearly, you could tell that this community manager also felt the same way. Um, and it got to the point where he was on air, like, really just bashing EA. Uh, it was pretty wild. And, like, you know, he, he was signing off from the, the, the Twitter, or, sorry, the Twitch um, stream. And he was, like, almost in tears. And, you know, the, the, the community, like, rallied around him, like, oh, shit, like, you know, like, no, we should we should stop slandering Agent K and yada, 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 like, and everybody thought he was going to get fired. So, like, everybody came came together and, like, just tweeting about it and so on and so forth. Um, you know, and I, I basically bring that up to say this, right? Like, all this hate that people fling at these community managers, again, they are just like us. They get up every morning, they go to the bathroom, they brush their teeth, like, they are just like us. So, I agree that people, you know, should raise their voice and and you know talk about whatever it is that they want in the game but when it gets to the point of harassing community managers and whatnot that's where i personally draw the line like i feel like that's what it needs to stop like you can feel entitled in the sense of i should be able to tell you what i want out of my game that i'm spending 60 dollars on and so on and so forth but you know you have to also a give the give the give the team some time to put together whatever it is um, and B, you have to understand that the community manager isn't responsible for as much as you guys think that they are. So you can't launch personal attacks. You just have to keep holding the company as a whole, holding their feet to the fire to say, okay, this is what I want. This is what I want. And, you know, at some level, if they're not giving you what you want, you have to vote. You have to vote with your dollars. Just don't don't buy the new season pass that comes out don't buy the the next game that comes out so on and so forth that's what really hurts them the most and when they start to see those numbers drop that's when they'll be like oh what did the community want why are why are we not getting as much money as we wanted that's when they really start to take notice and it, again like i said it's not necessarily the community managers it's not necessarily the developers sometimes it's the corporate people up top who are saying well this is what i want you to focus on this is what i want you to focus on so you know the best we can do is give our opinion and vote with our dollars. I agree 100%. Um, yeah, no, yeah. For me, also, I don't think I don't think we have too high of expectations. You know, so my biggest gripe with a lot of this is, uh, and I hate to keep using Destiny as a big example, but a lot of this episode was inspired by Destiny people because mm -hmm. of their recent bullshit. Um, but I, I have to keep going back to it. So, like, when Destiny first announced they were going to be doing sunsetting, one of the main things that they said was that, okay, the reason why we're doing this is because we always are in a position of having to balance strong weapons. Now, if we sunset, we could make super strong-ass weapons again and not really have to worry about balancing too much because within a year, it's going to fall out of the meta. It's all good. It's all good. So we can just make whatever and go crazy. We as a community took that and said, okay, that's a fair trade-off. We'll take it. The thing that's crazy is that they'll advertise that they're going to be doing something or they'll even do something in a tweet or whatever the case is, and then it's like a promise that just gets broken. Mm -hmm. and another promise gets broken. Mm -hmm. and another promise gets broken. And this is like, I guess in some cases I agree with you where we're sometimes a little too entitled as fans, but they always go out of their way to kind of like say, oh, we're going to fix this or we're going to do this or we're going to do X, Y, or Z. And it kind of just, a lot of times it doesn't happen. Yeah. So then at what point do you as a fan say, 
I, I don't know. I guess I'm, I'm not trying to make excuses for some of these folks that are on Twitter going crazy in their and their uh, tweets and all that kind of stuff. But like, I guess I'm trying to like justify some of the frustration with yeah. some stuff like that because that pissed me off 100. percent It was like, dude, you guys are not giving us anything even close to that right now. I don't know if you guys are just like holding all your like your bullets for later on and you don't want to like blow your whole load right now or something, but. So far, you're not holding up your end of the bargain. Yeah. So it's like you can't say that to people and then that's not come through. That's just – it doesn't come mm. – Yeah. I mean, to, so just to be clear, I didn't say that people feel entitled in a bad way. I feel like, you know, at some level you should feel entitled to mm. voice your opinion. Um, the frustration and all that stuff, I totally understand. And like I said, I think what needs to happen is you just, just vote with your with your dollars and vote with your time. Like – um, I, I believe it was Glad, uh, who you know he he voted in a in a different way to say, okay, I'm no longer going to be streaming Destiny. That's that's pretty huge, right? Like if if content creators and customers are all in one voice, and a Destiny you know stops, like let's say they drop pretty much out of the top ten of most streamed games on Twitch or something like that, right? At some level, that hurts. But Bungie's bottom line, because there's less exposure to the game. If there's less exposure to the game, people are less likely to buy the game. Um, and obviously that hurts their bottom line. So, you know, again, that's how we have to handle this. We, ha- we just have to vote in that way. You know, you voice your opinion as much as you want, and these people can make us all the all the promises in the world. And if they don't deliver, all you can do is just say, all right, I'm not going to play your game. You know, I mean, and if if people aren't willing to do that, then I guess the company's doing something right, right? Like, they're doing enough right that you <laughs> still feel like you need to play it. It's just this one yeah. aspect of the game that you're frustrated by. So I, I, that's where I feel like it's such a tricky topic, you know, because at the end of the day, you can just turn the game off and go play something else. And you can keep watching, and, you know, okay, now that, let's say, let's say it's three seasons from now, they finally start implementing the thing that you've been waiting for. So how do you reward them? You go back to the game. You you, you spend money on that season pass. Like you do when it, it, it's it's a it's a double sided coin, right? The, or there are two sides to the coin, I should say. If the company's fucking up and they're not doing the thing that you want them to do, you don't play their game. You don't give them credit. You 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 hurt them in that way. And then when they finally do the thing that you want them to do, you show up. You give them credit. You you buy the season pass. You buy that extra thing in in Eververse or whatever. Like. These companies are going based off of that type of data. They're going based off of their bottom line. So if there's a thing that you've been asking for for forever and they don't do it, don't spend money. When they do do it, spend all the money. Like, it, it, that's how it has to work. Otherwise, wh- why would a company do anything? If, if you leave the game or whatever, or you know, say you do still continue to play the game, right? But you, don't, but you don't buy the season pass or whatever. And they do finally make the thing that you've been wanting them to make, and you don't show their support. Why would they go about and do it? Like, why would they do it the next time? They, it just doesn't make any sense. So, you know, I, I think we just have to be cognizant of that and vote the right way. Hmm. Couldn't have said it better than myself, bro. I truly have good. I, I, nope. You got it. Nail right on the head, bro. Nail right <laughs> on the damn head. So, I guess uh, the way we'll close out today is with this final question. Uh, question being, 
with all the issues that we constantly see, and it kind of only seems like a couple of different games rise to the cream of the crop within this genre right now. Like, it's not like we have a plethora of looter shooter games to kind of pick and choose from. Mm-hmm. Do you think this genre has any true legs within the next decade? Like, is it going to continue to grow? Do you think it's going to stay where it's at? Or do you think it'll, like, fade more into, like, not obscurity, but, like, you know, the back of the room? I do think that it has legs. I mean, you know, we we mentioned this uh, on on our most recent podcast, but there are a lot of genres out there that you know they may not be very well implemented at the time but they they still seem to drag on and people still tend to buy their games real-time um strategy games real-time or not real-time uh turn-based strategy games turn-based rpgs like those seem to still have legs right they're obviously not necessarily in the same vein as looter shooters um and i think the, the one of the reasons why looter shooters sit on a very wobbly table is that they're a huge time investment for some people right mm-hmm. you know d- depending on on what avenue you fall into right if you're if you're a destiny player and you play mostly pve it can be pretty time consuming to play that stuff right like to go through dungeons and go through strikes and so on and so forth if you're, if you're a pvp player it's not really as much of a time consumption right, if, yeah. if you're really just focused on pvp because you could just hop in play a couple games, shoot people up, do whatever you got to do, and then be out. Like, there's not as much grinding in the same way. Um, but, yeah, basically, to, to directly answer your question, I don't think it's on its way out. I think that the genre still has legs. Um, I think that, as all genres do, I think it'll transform, and it may morph into different things. I think that there are a lot of different um, elements that we they haven't explored yet, like this Godfall thing we talked about one of the first melee focused um looter shooters or you know loot looting because i i, I hate calling shooter. yeah like like a looter slasher <laughs> right but i hate calling it a shooter because obviously not a shooter but you know right, yeah. for lack of a better term um so you know that there can be more of those types of games right more melee focused games um uh, I, can't, I can't really think of much else i mean even even the avengers game is a looter shooter that was unexpected in a way, right? I mean, it's a game as a service. There are all these different armors and, and pieces of uh, gear that you can acquire to make your version of Iron Man a little bit stronger to do this and your version of Hulk be a little bit stronger to do that. So, I mean, that exists. I actually still think that that game can use a little bit of a revamp and that could be a much bigger game than people talk about. So, I mean, mm, even just yeah. even just with that example alone... Yeah, I think that it's there's still a lot of legs there. Somebody has to con- to I mean, so far the only people who've really cracked the code are Bungie and Massive. So I mean, I feel like there, you know, there's there, some other studio is going to come along. Also, actually, Diablo. Diablo's been around for forever, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know that that loot mechanic and all that stuff, and uh, the the new Diablo looks like it's it's going to be uh, off to a, a a pretty good start um people seem to be really excited about it so yeah I, i'm pretty sure that there, there's got there's a decent amount of legs behind that genre i think mm-hmm. you know as long as those diablos will, will keep coming out and you know they find other uh similar ideas yeah i think i think it'll be fine i think it'll be fine mm. see my thing is i don't know i don't think it's gonna die out either 
However, I do think there has to be like a how to put this like a savior game, like something from another uh, company because I don't think it's going to be with Bungie or anything like that. But I think, like you said, there's going to be some studio out there somewhere that pulls together pieces from all these different games and truly sits down and looks at things before they put it out. I think somebody's going to get it right on the first try. Somebody. However, what I will also say within that is I don't think they have a lot of time to do that. So like, I feel like they have to kind of get some of these games to start really picking up speed within this decade. Otherwise, after this decade, we probably will be having a conversation on whether or not they really are going to still be around because it can't keep being a thing where there's only like five of these games out here and only two of them are really hitting. And two of them that are hitting are kind of struggling still. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that has to change, I think, for things to get better. Well, I don't, I don't think I, that the market would go away, though. Do you? Like, even if they waited that long, it's not. It's not like the. It's not like people like you and I would just stop. Like, let's say, let's say there are no new good looter shooters in the next five years or so, right? And then all of a sudden there is one good one. Like, it's not like people like you and I are just gone, right? We're not just gonna lose that love of looter shooters, right? True, but do you think that it could get to a point where if these issues don't resolve themselves over the next few years, that I, like I know me, if I keep getting burned and burned and burned and burned and burned, eventually I'm gonna get to the point where I'm just not gonna do anymore. Because it's gonna be like, well, why am I gonna even bother? Because I already know these looter shooters, man. These guys have good intentions, but it never goes out and ends up being a big time waste on my behalf. Mm-hmm. I look at Anthem. Yeah, like I I don't know how many hours I put into Anthem in particular, but like. I mean, yeah, they they got to do something to make that better because it, again, if they don't like kind of fix some of these things, your boys just gonna get burnt out, man. I know it. I know how I am. I get I get bitter, I get scorned, and it's just because I kind of feel like that's what's happening to me with other genres of video games, the ones that I'm becoming less interested in, and yeah, it becomes a thing where like even with fighting games now, if I go out and I buy a fighting game. I probably won't because I already know what I'm going to get into. Mm. If anything, if it's on Game Pass, maybe I'll give it a shot. But I, you know how hard it is for me to go in the store right now and say I'm going to spend 60, 70 bucks on a fighting game? Bruh. You so, know, like... Mm. So I'll ask you this then. So remember the, the scenario I talked about where some of these studios will have to start making games free to play? And right, yeah. know, giving having that be like a, you know, kind of like a year-long beta in a, in a similar way to what Fortnite did. <clears throat> do you think that would be something that would reel you back in, though? Because at that so, point, there's no risk, right? Right. It, it'll open the door. That's how I'll put it. It'll open the door, and I might be able to come through the door, but if there's no carrot or a white unicorn anywhere, my ass is turning around and going right back out the door. Right, right. And you know and, I, and I totally understand that, because I well, I think at some level, if you, if you spend the $60 and there's no you know white unicorn, you're still out the door. So, mm-hmm. so I, I think... Well, I think if it's $60, you're less likely to try to even figure out if there is the white unicorn. But, right, yeah. um, you know, I, I think if, if, if they dive into the free-to-play model, I think you can get a lot more people involved that way. And I think that's probably Bungie's thought process as far as why they made Destiny 2 free-to-play and changed that whole model, you know, overall. So, yeah, I, I think we'll have to see how it goes. And it's like if I was a new player, I'd never touched Destiny before a day in my life. I would be having a ball right now. I would be thinking this game is the shit. Yeah. 
But, you know, they uh, it's like the veteran players that are really kind of taking the brunt of a lot of what's going on. The people who have been here since eight years ago, you know, that are really just in here like, bro, come on. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's tough. I mean, I think that we do get, like, great things that happen in, you know, for example, uh, Destiny. Like, Bungie do give us, like, really cool things here and there, and I, I feel like there's light at the end of the tunnel, specifically with Destiny 2. Um, I mean, for example, we were just playing the uh, the Hawkmoon quest yesterday, right? That was a lot of fun. It was also very stressful, uh, but, you know, felt like it was worth it, because, you know, we ended up getting um, the ability to start the catalyst for the Hawkmoon, and we got two random rolled weapons. And, you know, you were telling me the other day, or just, just today, actually, how much you felt like Hawkmoon was a versatile weapon. And, you know, it seems like we're getting bits and pieces of it. It's it's happening. may not be happening fast enough, but, like, there's still progress. Yeah. There's um, still some progress. Yeah, yeah. I guess over the course of a long period of time, it just, you just get impatient because I think, especially with Destiny specifically, you're just, it feels like it's been about... It's been about two years since Forsaken. Forsaken, everybody loves Forsaken because they hit hit well and then it feels like it's just been two years of us just kind of sitting on our hands just waiting and we're giving them all these excuses to kind of like okay well they're smaller now they're independent now and this is like damn man we're going into three years of like of like bullshit (laughs) you know it's just like come on bro so but yeah it's a it's an ongoing cycle and uh we're here to see what happens, but I thought it was a good idea for us to at least try to tackle some of it and see, you know, maybe we could figure out as to why or what's going on. Clearly, neither of us probably are going to be going anywhere in the foreseeable future when it comes to this stuff. Yeah. And, uh, but, yeah. but, but, y'all are on notice. Bungie. You're goddamn right. You're on notice. Massive, you're on notice, even though you guys have actually been doing a pretty good job over there. Give y'all credit. <laughs> EA, y'all done fucked up. Oof. The rest of y'all, y'all on notice, man. Hit us off oh, with something uh, good. Square Enix, y'all been on notice since Final Fantasy. <laughs> y'all, hey, get it together, man. This, bro, if Outriders does not hit, I will be so disappointed. I'm really mad we didn't get a chance to play the beta or whatever, because I could have probably been able to say a couple things about it from now, but, man, if it don't hit... Yeah, we're definitely gonna have to revisit this one though. We definitely have to revisit this topic because um, you know we'll have to see where things go with Destiny Two, especially with that new season. We'll have to see how things go with Outriders. I mean, yeah, we're keeping an eye out. For sure. Yeah. Oh, well, all right, people. We're gonna call it a wrap right there. First bonus episode, first of many. We're gonna try to do this every so often to kind of, you know, more content. It's never a bad thing. For sure. You know? For sure. Let us know what you guys think about it. You know, as always, make sure to like and subscribe. You know, let us know, again, how you feel about the state of looter shooters. uh, Or if, you know, there's a a bonus episode you want to see us tackle on a particular topic, make sure to leave a comment down below. And, uh, of course, as always, we'll talk to you next time. Peace.